Have you ever found yourself alone in a wood at night? You can get lost in the dark sometimes. But in a wood at night, you always get lost. We are not talking about finding our way back home or the path we took to get there. The sense of bewilderment you feel while surrounded by trees in the darkness is profound and total. We grope along, insecure. We trip on what might be roots. We get up again and feel threats over our heads and all around us. A rustle, the feeling of being watched. We are watched, in fact, but not knowing by whom it is killing us. Our heart starts beating crazy. Suddenly, we are gasping for breath. We are scared. That's the bewilderment you feel in the wood at night. Fear. Whatever may be said, the fear that rises in our soul in a wood at night has one face only, our own face. And when we realize this, at that very moment, the initiation begins. We are disoriented animals, lost in the nothingness. Survival becomes our only concern. Instinct explodes. Our feet cling to the ground, a ground they are beginning to know better. Our sight slowly adjusts to the absence of light and shadows begin to take a shape. The heart starts to slow down until, while walking, a scratch on our forehead. The branch of a birch tree. We then recall the stories we were told when we were children. Stories rising from deep down, like this one. The spirit of the birch tree is called the one with the white hand. They say that if she touches a man's head, she leaves a light bruise and he goes mad. But if she touches a heart, it's a touch of death. Fear, once again. Our ritual in the forest is much more complicated than we thought it would be. Schizophrenic moments of anxiety and calm keep alternating until a distant light appears in the dark, faint at first, then gradually clearer and clearer, little but unmistakable. There is only one light able to quiet our demons. It could sometimes fade, but never be turned off completely. We are humans, and we will get out of here. Venegono Superiore is a small village of 7,000 souls near Varese, Italy, where green reigns supreme. Fields and hills as far as the eyes can see, sprinkled with oak and beech trees woods. Venegono is located in Seprio, historical area of Lombardy, and the Duchy of Milan. The center of the town is overlooked by its castle, built as a defense against the invasions of the Hungarians. This building is the nerve center of the event we are going to tell you today. Our story takes place in the 16th century. The Holy Inquisition, established by Pope Paul III in 1542 to better combat the Reformation, didn't exist yet. But witch hunt had already begun here. Margherita and Caterina Fornasari, mother and daughter, were two of them. This is their story and that of their fellow sufferers. 
You are listening to Vivi Podcast, Stories of Here and Beyond. It's a late summer evening. Light has just given way to darkness. Seven women meet in front of the little church of Santa Maria la Fontana in Venegono. They speak softly, as if they are sharing secrets. And softly, almost tiptoeing, they start walking, leaving the bell tower and the town center behind. They carry big loads, heavy for their slender bodies. The path they are following runs along a wood. Silently, they listen to the noises in the night. They are watchful. It seems like they are looking for something, or maybe they are waiting for someone. They reach a small valley surrounded by trees and thorny bushes, the Silva Rupta. There is no moon in this summer night. The solstice is probably around the corner. The women put their thick fabric bags down and they pull out pots and pans full of meat and eggs and wineskins. Two eyes stand out in the darkness. They glow like those of a deer. Human eyes can't shine like that. Someone is approaching the group, but there is no sound of footsteps. The women stand up at once to welcome the visitor. He has human form, but eyes that blaze in the night, the eyes of a demon. And the seven women worshipping him are nobody else but seven witches, the witches of Venegono. At this point, a crazy and disturbing ritual begins. The curtain opens and the Sabbath can start. Contrary to popular belief that the Sabbath takes place during the night between Saturday and Sunday, the strie as they are called here, and the demons meet on Thursday in the plain of Silvarupta. In this place, ancestral and macabre rituals precede what is nothing more than an orgy between the guests attending the feast, where males are probably attending too, disguised as demons. The growing rapture of delight is accompanied by dances and chants of obsessive rhythm until dawn. The Silvarupta was in the only background for the Haridans' meetings. They say the witches were able to float after leathering themselves with infant's fat and reaching no time overnight, different places, covering distances considered impossible at the time. With brooms, as the popular imagination wants them, with pitchforks, or just pushed by Saturn's blow. They were able to get in no time to Pianasca, and from there to San Giorgio Road. A matter of minutes and they reached the Columbara as the source of the drinking trough and then to Valle Pasquera, used at the time as a public pasture. The bravest among them, carried by the evil blow, get as far as to Monello. These are all recognizable and still visitable places. If we drew with a red pencil an imaginary map, we could follow the path of witches and demons in this part of Lombardy and shudder for the legends and stories that are told around here. But most of all, because these women that people called strie were just ordinary women, maybe a little bit more emancipated than the others, more conscious of their womanhood, they were single women compelled to kill pigs, chicken, and other animals on their own in order to survive. They were midwives that gave life, and therefore, for the Holy Inquisition, 
they were able to cause death too. They used wild herbs to cure illnesses, and on the grates of their courtyards, they didn't just try rosemary and sage, but also aconite, elder, and dandelions, and maybe leaves and bark of birch tree. We do shudder because they were burned alive, not before being tried and subjected to unspeakable tortures, which were supposed to extort their confessions. Elisabetta Olerari, guilty. Margherita Fornasari, guilty. Caterina Fornasari, guilty. Maddalena Ravizza, guilty. Giovannina De Bernardo Vanoni, guilty. Mainetta, detta Codera, guilty. Tognina del Cilla, guilty. Guilty of what crime? Of witchcraft, obviously. Guilty of lying with a demon named Martino, the one with the eyes of a deer. Of hanging out with many other demons in the wood in the dead of the night. Of stepping on a road and spitting the blessed sacrament onto the ground. Of killing children, pigs and cows. Of making a child unable to walk just by caressing his leg. Guilty of floating in the sky, covered in infant's fat. The Processus Strigiarum, the witch trial, starts on Thursday, April 19, 1520, in the castle of Venegono Superiore, which becomes on that day the official site of the Tribunal of the Holy Inquisition. We have a detailed account of the unfolding of the trial, of the questionings, and of the judgment, thanks to the book of Anna Marcaccioli Castiglioni, Witches and Stakes in the Duchy of Milan, Trial for Witchcraft in Venegono Superiore in 1520. Quite a unique testimony of the true course of events and of how the Inquisition stepped into the Lombard village. It all starts from the complaint of someone called Giacomo da Seregno, himself a victim of the Inquisition, who was convicted for witchcraft and heresy and burned in Monza. The investigation minutes say that he denounced two women from Venegono Superiore as his accomplices, Margherita and Caterina Fornasari, mother and daughter, respectively. Starting from Giacomo's denunciation, the Inquisitor orders that a first notice be posted on the door of Santa Maria Church, inviting all that have any knowledge of the existence of heretics and witches to report them within three days. Queer rumors arise in the village, and seven names reach the ears of the Inquisitors. Elisabetta, Margherita, Caterina, Maddalena, Giovannina, Mainetta, and Tonina. These are put to jail immediately in the castle, questioned, brutally tortured, convicted, and eventually sentenced to death by burning. All this according, rigorously, to the instructions contained in the Malleus Maleficarum, the practical guide that instructed how to capture, try, detain, and eliminate witches. Margherita Fornasari is the first one to go before the Inquisitor, Father Battista da Pavia, a member of the Preacher's Order. She's the only one that admits openly to being a witch for more than three years and to meeting the devil more than once. She portrays him as a middle-aged man in a dark robe, neither short nor long. She says the demon's name, ironically, was Angelino, Little Angel, who seduced her and ordered her to step onto a woody cross. 
The other women, who plead innocent and reject all accusations, are tortured, and their confessions extorted by the promise that their penalty would be slighter. The more they resisted, the more cruel were the means adopted by the Inquisitors. Their confused minds and their exhausted bodies could do no more. Confessions pour down, and all the women are put to death by burning. Except Margarita, who dies in obscure circumstances during the trial. An order will ensue that her bones be exhumed and burned, so that the sacred soil be not contaminated by her sin of heresy. As for Caterina, Maddalena, Giovannina, Mainetta, Elisabetta, Antonina, the judgment states that they must be carried with no delay whatever and under good escort to their ultimate punishment place that we have established and prepared in the ad hoc place of Monterosso, that hill in the center of the land of Venegono, and there, redressed with a simple coat, be put in front of the people and burnt as a deed of justice. It's almost dusk when high flames flare up to the sky from Monterosso, confused with a sunset never seen before. Six women are burned alive. The mob attends the show, shouts and insults crazily. Vox Populi, Vox Dei. Martino and Angelino are not on the stake, since no man has been convicted in this sad and vile story. But the witch's partners, we know this, are devils who live in the fire and in fire are born again and again. Flames fade away, slowly. Only ashes remain on the ground, and a light, a feeble light, that still burns. A few centuries after, a name will be given to this ever-shining light. Reason. <laughs>